0: Hey, everybody, you're watching the Seminary of Hard Docs podcast, episode 104. We're talking about trolls and how to handle online negativity. Check it out. I'm back with Megan over there hanging out, and we are both in our houses, and there's some outside noise going on. Like You got some construction going on over there.
1: Yeah, we're redoing a retaining wall that is a hot mess express. So there's yeah. lots happening.
0: My neighbors just let their dogs out. And I just wonder who let the dogs out. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> I worked it in there. Just worked that into the sentence naturally. That
1: was so smooth. <laughs> that was so smooth. But
0: my Man. I don't know what it is. Like my neighbors all have dogs that are like. These I call them bork dogs. They just bork, 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 bork all the time. And and this window is, I guess, paper thin, so I don't know. It's it's really. Do they wild. let them
1: out super early in the morning? Because um, that drives me
0: crazy. Not some, not as much in the morning. They they. I had one neighbor that would leave his two little Chihuahuas out in the oh, yard nice. for like thirty minutes. And I think it's like these chihuahuas are like inside dogs. And so whenever you put them out there, it's like their world has ended and they just yay, 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 until out. for a solid 30 minutes. <laughs> and I remember one day I just, I just texted him. I was like, Hey dude, are your dogs? Okay. They've been out there barking for a while. You know, I'm just kind of like trying to act like, I'm really concerned about the dogs. and but
1: also get them inside because I'm going to lose my mind.
0: And truthfully, I am because if they keep barking, I'm going to hurt them.
1: <laughs>
0: They're ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I wouldn't really hurt the them. The Chihuahua you know,
1: barking sounds really difficult to put up with.
0: It is. It's just like this little yip yipe, yipe thing. And oh my gosh, it's so annoying. And yeah, it's funny. It kind of, I didn't intend for this to happen. It's kind of like it goes along with what we're going to discuss today because as we're trying to record this podcast we're getting trolled by dogs and getting trolled by construction <laughs> trying to do something and uh, we're like okay all right shh
1: out there listen we have important things to say stop interrupting us with your awful sounds
0: right and and i don't sometimes know what
1: people make awful sounds out of their mouth
0: they do and sometimes they form them into words which are awful and that hurts our feelings and yeah. we don't like it. We don't like I, it. I I definitely um, I can't handle it when there's a repetitive sound over and over like that. Like that
1: Chinese water torture.
0: Yes, it, it's 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 like that. Um, but it's it's like when there's a sound. Even when my kids would do things like they'd roll that little popping machine around. Like when you have a kid, like you bought
1: one of those.
0: No, someone gave it to us because they hate us. And and. <laughs> My kids push that thing around, and I'm like, "Who invented this?"
1: Those are which, the kind of toys that disappear in this house,
0: right? Which kind of, which sadistic psychopath created the rolling popple pop ball thing for kids? Because the kids yeah. love it, and, and they yeah. do. And my kids push that around the house, and, I, and it's like pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna actually go outside."
1: I hope they stopped selling those because those are. A- those are actual torture for parents they have actual torture they haven't no. they still sell them Mm-mm.
0: they are in the toy aisle man at like target <sighs> see we right. don't ever
1: go down the toy aisle i don't even like we don't hit that spot mm-hmm. you know we stay away from it so i don't even know what's there
0: right i think there's a point in your life with your kids where you're like okay i think it's time to let them know there's a toy aisle
1: yeah but, we but early
0: on it. you kind of want to mm-hmm. keep Oh, there's yeah. no toys in Walmart. Don't no, just a grocery sh- store.
1: Shelter <laughs> her as long
0: as possible. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Well, but since since the trolls are quiet outside right now, I guess we can talk about um, online negativity. That's that's something that a lot of our our churches deal with. If you're in social media, if you are, um, you know, even through email, you can get trolled. I mean, pastors get emails all the time, and oh yeah, a band was too loud and blah blah. I this funny story. I tell this all the time. Um when we talk about this, I, I used to work at a church where we had the prayer request form that was in the bulletin and you could write a prayer request in, tear it off, put it in the offering plate when it comes by and we would add it to our prayer list, et cetera, et cetera. And when we, I don't know, when I first came on staff, I was a youth guy. So I didn't have anything to do with the worship team, but I swear every week we got a, a prayer request that actually said, please pray that the band would be turned down over and over. That's passive
1: passive aggressive. That's a real
0: thing. I mean, so trilling (laughs) is not just a social media thing. I mean, it comes in all forms and all shapes and sizes. Oh, yeah. And uh, and they never sign their name. And so, I mean, with that kind of thing, what do you do? I mean, there's nothing we can do. I don't even know who to respond to. To communicate
1: to to that person.
0: Right. So that just got file 13 almost every week. And there was at one point where I wanted, when I spoke, I wanted to just go, and whoever's writing this, (laughs) this little note. Which to the you person know, writing that's this not a note on the
1: screen.
0: Yeah, that's not a prayer request.
1: Actually, a prayer
0: request. <laughs> I wanted I uh, want it to so bad, but we all, I mean, when, when people troll us and they're negative and stuff, I mean, the natural reaction that we, most of us have is defend ourselves, defend the church. We want to get them because they're often just real rude or, or shut them up or, or just ignore them, you know, it's so their like
1: negativity doesn't get spread.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I see that in those, in uh, the Facebook groups that we're in with, with church communications a lot. There is uh, there's almost every week. There's somebody that says, we got this on our page. What do I do? And I don't know about you. It just kind of breaks my heart. How quick everyone is to go just delete those, just ban those who cares. You don't need to respond. They're just yeah. a troll. They're just a troll. I hear that all the time.
1: When yeah. I uh, first started uh like I guess this was probably three or four years ago. I went to a social media week in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a really, really big social media conference. And they had a church there representing nonprofits oh, okay. and somebody, which is really cool. So I sat in on the nonprofit, um, sex, like workshop or whatever. And yeah. somebody had asked this woman who it wasn't Willow Creek. So don't get that in your head. Yeah. Uh, it was another church, another big church in Chicago. And asked her, Hey, how do you handle negative comments? And I thought, Oh, this will be great. It's the church, right? We get to Mm -hmm. talk about how to be the church and that's going to be a really cool representation for all of these nonprofits. You know what she said?
0: Mm, I'm nervous. What'd she say?
1: She said, Oh, we just ignore those.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: We ignore those.
0: That's typical. I think. And, and, and that's sad that that's typical. I think I hope it's changing. Um, know, I got to talk about this at that church conference and, yes. because this, is near and oh, dear. Yeah. this is near and dear to my heart. And um, one of the things about trolls that I've noticed in just dealing with people, first of all, they're people. And that's, that's something we mm-hmm. tend to forget when we say, let's just ignore them. You know, it's like, you wouldn't do that to somebody in real life. You wouldn't do that yeah. to a person that did, that came into your lobby and was like, Hey, I don't like how you did this well, blah, blah, blah. And you go, Oh, well, I'm sorry. How, you, you'd respond.
1: You know, you let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, you'd want to have, a, you'd try to reach that person. And, you know, there's sometimes where the troll is like really clearly not interested in that. They're just here to make trouble or whatever. And I think sometimes you can tell. But even then, I just feel really hurt sometimes that the church feels that that any negativity online is meant to be just brushed away and ignored. Because negativity is is feedback, essentially even if you don't like it it's feedback and at some point I think the church got tired of hearing feedback which maybe I mean if you're feeling like if you're one of those it was like the church has a relevance issue which I really don't think we do but uh, in a lot of areas but I mean if you feel that way it's probably because there's something there that has just you know you've been brushed aside and feel like they just don't care and not paying attention to feedback
1: yeah so, what do you what do you think? Like, what do you think makes up a troll? Like, why would somebody troll your page?
0: Yeah, I think ultimately, if someone is, because because you got to think about what did it take for you to get this message, right? It's someone's had an experience somewhere, whether your church or elsewhere. Then,
1: do you hear that? <laughs> that's a that's a saw. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're sawing rock right now.
0: Oh my gosh. That's amazing.
1: Is that really loud?
0: That one was, that was really loud.
1: Okay.
0: All right, I'll just take that question again and break. And um,
1: so what do you think, like, why do you think someone would troll? Like what makes up a troll? Why would somebody troll your church's page? Yeah. What is their reason? Why are they doing that?
0: Well, well I think first of all, that person, um, you have to think about what it took for them to get there to actually give you that message. And it's, they've had some kind of experience, whether it's at your church or somewhere else that um, made them feel a certain way. And then something about you triggered their rem- remembering their memory on that or some kind of emotion in them. And they felt like they needed to tell you what um, they needed to tell you about it. So they, they, yeah went out of their way to write a message. And often if it's like on our Facebook page, you know, that took some work, you know, because, you know, when people, it's hard for people to respond or just write a comment on a Facebook page. Typically they put it on a, on a, on a post that you've made that they saw. So something mm. in the post triggered something. Um, Instagram is a little easier just to kind of find you or whatever and, and, and comment on those posts. But um, I think there's been some kind of experience and I think they're, they're just hurt. They've been hurt yeah. somehow. And well,
1: there's that phrase, hurting people hurt people. Yeah, it, I think about that a lot. When it's it comes a, to internet trolls.
0: It's absolutely true. I think that the trolls that you most most of the time you see um, on on social media, especially, I mean, first of all, they have to have a name and a handle and all this kind of stuff, so they can't be as anonymous as they feel like they are. So they're willing to let their name be attached to whatever they're saying. So it's a pretty, it's a, they're pretty passionate about it if they're going to respond yeah. to you. In some way or another,
1: whenever I encounter like a visceral response or a harsh comment, I always wonder like in the back of my head, I wonder what experience this person has had in their past that triggered this kind of response like yeah. what did they have a negative church experience that when they saw our message or they walked through our doors, they it brought that back for them because um, there's almost always like a deep-seated hurt that produces those remarks yeah and when they when they give us that negative comment that's an opening like an open door for us to address it Mm -hmm. because usually and like in relationships exactly it's never about you know you know like the nail on the forehead skit
0: no i've never had a woman nail in the forehead
1: the like illustration as as
0: hard as that is to believe i guess (laughs) 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 never taking a nail to the forehead (laughs)
1: illustration it's a video oh, of a okay. couple arguing and she has a nail in her forehead and she's like complaining about how her head hurts
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know all of her clothes are getting snagged and she's like man this is so frustrating and her husband's like yeah but like have you like if you get the nail like out of your forehead like maybe your head would feel better and she's like it's not about the nail john not about the nail <laughs> and he's like and then she's like well my clothes are snagged i just don't even understand and he's like the nail she's like it's not about the nail anyway all that to say it's not about the thing that you put out there right right like think about with your spouse you get in an argument about grilled cheese it's not about grilled cheese right well it's about the fact that you didn't remember what kind of cheese i liked and i I feel i don't feel known by you
0: grilled cheese is a pretty intense thing and and somewhere there's a youth pastor going i'm gonna nail a kid a nail to some kid's head that's a great illustration Stop, I'm gonna do it.
1: No, maybe <laughs> we should put a link to that video in the show notes. So people know what I'm talking about. If you can
0: find it's it, I'll good. take it. I'd it's love to see
1: video.
0: it. I'd All love right. to see it. It's crazy. All
1: right. All right. Let's move on. Cause now I'm sure somebody listening knows what I'm saying, what I'm talking referencing. Well,
0: yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and, and that's the thing. The trolls, they, they want to be heard. They are acting out of hurt and they just want somebody to respond. And like you said, I want you to, I want you to understand that I feel bad. You know, it's like, the, I just want somebody to to acknowledge my feelings. We're reading this book right now as a staff. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes, but, um, oh, it's called I Hear You. And um, it's about v- validation when listening instead of just listening to respond or just listening to understand. It's listening to to validate and not always agree, but validate so that you can build relationships. And it's like the difference between you say, I am heard about this and saying, Oh man, well, here's three things you can do to fix it. That's not validating. What is validating is saying, I'm really sorry. That is terrible. You know, or I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry you're hurting like that. And that's kind of what trolls are really after. And sometimes in a healthy way, they're just lashing out. They want that validation because they don't know how to get it. And, um, and sometimes they're really unhealthily. Like I just need people to tell me I'm right. And so usually you can tell kind of the difference, but, um, at the core though, that's just a human sin problem. You know, it's like, we want that validation. We want to be important. We want to be heard. And you know, every person on the planet feels that way. I I mean, you and I feel that way. It's uh, so
1: much easier to communicate those negative things online, which is why it's even become a thing. You know, you have the, you know, and anonymity.
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean,
1: of the keyboard,
0: but they, it's like, it, it, any feedback form that you get at a company or whatever, I mean, anytime I've ever filled one out, it's because I had some negative experience. If I had a positive experience, you don't hear from me. It was great.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't I don't have any problems, you know. Yeah. But I that's want to true. tell you about the thing that I want you to fix because I didn't like it. And that's that's what trolls are trying to do. Um it, it's yeah. it's it's conflict and that's scary for all of us.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? How do you feel about conflict? Are you are you do you like are you okay with it, or is it something you're like, "Hey, I have to do this, so I'll get through it"? Or are you like, "I don't want to ever get in an argument or make anyone unhappy"?
1: Uh, typically, like in in real life, I'm a conflict avoider. Like mm. I hate conflict. I'm a nine yeah. on the Enneagram, so I'm the peacekeeper. Okay. So I will. I just like chameleon to whatever people expect of me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can be that for you. Does that make you happy? I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yep. I just kind of morph, but. Mm. Um, when it comes to online stuff, I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like you can, like you are a little bit different online? Well, I mean, like I think when I, I see, I think everybody negative, is negative. Yeah. When I see negative stuff like that, like that online, I want to hit that head on because mm-hmm. I see that, like if somebody comments negatively on my church page, I see that as an opportunity. Yeah. I do too. Or reconciliation mm-hmm. versus Oh, we're, we have like a gap here and we need to fill it. Yeah. Like there's something has I, happened.
0: And- I, I think you have to kind of train yourself to see that, you know, there's that first reaction, right. And and that's the hardest thing about running social media or being PR or responding to people who are not happy with you or your company or your church or whatever is that that first reaction is to defend yourself, defend your pastor. And and it's like, just take an example. Somebody comes on your page and says, this pastor, this church is a cult. The pastor only cares about money. I mean, there's a lot of churches that hear that, big and small. And, you know, or pick one other, you know, worship team's too loud and I couldn't hear anything, whatever. And whatever their complaint is, let's just say, your first reaction is to go, our pastor's not about money. I know that guy. That's not what he's about. You're wrong about that. And I'm supposed to pursue truth, right? So let me get out here and tell you the truth. So I correct you. And, and then it just feels like you're defensive and you're not really, you're not hearing them. Um, so when yeah, you have a, com- listening. right. And that comment is like, you may be thinking like, well, if they're, if they're wrong, then they don't want to validate that, but it's validating the emotion and not validating the statement it, it are two different things. So, in those kinds of situations, it's really hard to stop and pray and consider, okay, why are they saying that? Try to have some empathy. Try to understand what could have happened. Uh, why is this person feeling that way? Even if it's somebody that doesn't even go to your church, it's not even affiliated with you, and you're like, I don't even know who you are. You're not in our database. We looked you up. You don't know who you are or how you got here. And, and typically, like your paid ads will get a lot of that, too, if you're doing Facebook ads and stuff.
1: Okay. So we kind of talked a little bit about why a troll would troll your page. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of talking about what are the things to do. So you have in your talk at that church conference, you gave, I feel like you gave like this really great game plan for the neck, for all of the steps to take and like situational responses. So what are some, like walk us through you, somebody leaves a negative comment. What now?
0: Okay. Um, I gave a basic response first and then we had some fun, right? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, gave a couple different types of trolls because I think when you identify the type of troll, you know how to respond better, but, um, but we had a little fun with that. But the basic response is, I would say first, um, you have to stop and pray. And you have to think about what we just said, but when you do actually respond, be kind and use their name and i said use their name because that's kind of a stunning blow and it kind of wakes them up to realize they're not anonymous that they're not unseen that they do and and it's an empathetic move too right it's like a i i and i don't want to condescend to any any anyone but it's like when you you get down on the level of your kids when they're hurt or upset and you kneel down you get eye to eye with them and it helps them kind of Feel comforted. It feels like you, know, it's and that's kind of what using your name is online. It's like, hey, Bill, we're really sorry about that, you know, whatever. And like, oh, they use my name, so it's personal. And it also says like about the church, like this church is personal, and there's a person running this thing. It's not just some big machine that I can yell at that doesn't have feelings. And it kind of it kind of sets a tone, or for, yeah, for the exchange, yeah. What
1: you're doing is describing empathy. It's the Brene Brown getting mm-hmm. down. In the trenches with the person. It's the Jesus getting in the dirt with the woman who is accused of adultery. Yeah. That's empathy. That's empathy and connection.
0: Absolutely. And
1: that should be the first thing we do.
0: And and I think that because social media has this um, reputation for being anonymous and impersonal, that we feel that we're not responsible for being personal on social media, which is false. Um, We can be empathetic. We can be personal, we can be high compassion, you know, high touch even without physically touch, you know, high touch, uh, online. And I think that that's, and that's why, when I say approach it pastorally, that's kind of what I'm looking for is, is that we can have these emotions and show these emotions online in a way that helps people even right where they are so username be kind i said address the the issue apologetically you know kind of like we're so sorry and the magic phrase i gave was we're so sorry that was your experience with us you know or so sorry you feel this way because it kind of validates the emotion it validates that you're upset but it doesn't validate necessarily what they're saying as, as truth and so or even if it does it's like that's not typical um so like so sorry address the issue and if you need to say like Hey, our band likes it loud or whatever. And this is just kind of how we are. We we are excited about our faith, et cetera, et cetera. You can, you can do that if you feel you need to, or if you feel you can, um, uh, which we will talk about in a second, but uh, then I would say direct them to a private message after that and say any further, like, if you want to talk about this some more, we'd love to really get personal with you and, and try to help. So message us. Don't say like, mm-hmm. Hey, we don't want to talk about this here. This is not appropriate. We go over there, with private message. You know, because they can get you can get ignored over in private message, and nobody knows that you're being ignored. So it's like, hey, we want to talk to you. We really want to work this out. Can you message us so we can get some things done? That communicates more care as well. And then I would say last, invite them back if you can. Hey, come back to the church. We'd love to try it again. We'd love a chance to get it right. We'd love to see you and meet you face to face, and maybe we can talk more about it at coffee or whatever you want to do. You know, just make it personal. Make it in person if you can. Uh, I think that's just communicates so much.
1: Yeah. I playing a little bit devil's advocate here on this too. Something mm-hmm. that I'm always thinking of is whatever you, whatever you write online can be shared everywhere. Yeah. And so, and misconstrued. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I have a tendency to want to take things offline and in person as much as yeah. possible. Because you can't convey body language, which is the majority of communication. You can't convey, uh, you know, things that you're exaggerating and, you know, stressing and not stressing. Like, it's just difficult, especially if it's a sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's somebody that's attending your church that you are aware of, that you know of, or if, you know, you know that they've uh, physically been there, like Mm -hmm. they're in your community. Yeah. That is the best step, regardless of what you're talking about is to meet with him in person. Yeah.
0: And, and, and you're right. Buy and them if, coffee. Man, if you know them, that's such a good, like skip everything I just said, do what you said, and just comment maybe under the under the comment they put in, just say, hey, sent you a private message. And then, uh, or sent you a private message to try to, you know, I want to get together or something like that. And then in them a my that says, hey, saw your comment, totally want to help. Can we get together for coffee and let's just talk about it. Um, and that way, people know that you responded and that you yes. cared, but you're not going to see all that there. So they're 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 willing to move on because that's for the audience, right? And then that person knows, okay, because sometimes as a as a church, you know, with Messenger or Instagram DMs or whatever you're using that, um, sometimes the ones that you're not following or friends with, you know, they get hidden behind the message request or whatever, and you don't see them. So tell them that you've done that, so they'll know to look for it. But um, yeah. you want to make sure they know you've done that so that they can get the message, not feel like you just left them hanging out to dry. But, um,
1: and I would say also, if there are um, questions that are regularly asked, like you get all the time, um, or like, you know, one thing that we had hit us a lot, or a question we would get a lot, because one of our churches is in Ann Arbor, is, are you guys LGBTQ friendly? Yeah. So how do you answer that question online? I would I mm. would recommend having um, the responses to those, like have those questions laid out yes. and pre-write responses that you get like approved through your leadership. Yeah. And, and then give those to your front desk people, give those to right. your communications people, anybody that's going to be re- your community life, small group people, anybody that's going to be responding online in any way. That way you're all on the same page mm-hmm. and you say the right thing the right way yeah. every time.
0: That's great. That's a great tip. Um, having those pre-canned, at least a place to start, because you always want to look, you don't want to just copy and paste and even any response. You just right. copy it and then you kind of go, let's make it personal for them and, um, yeah. you know, and address that. But that's a great, that's a great tip. Um, but let's talk about going and getting approval because they're you get those kind of questions and, and communication directors are kind of like, whoa, um, I don't know. You know, that's not for me to answer even. So I think before you really start answering trolls online, you need to have that conversation with your senior leadership. Like how much do you really want me to answer? And when do I need to, to um, have a plan of escalation, right? how do I, when do I escalate this up to you to respond and then work on those planned answers together and make sure they're, they're good for everyone to have so that, so that your leadership knows what's going on because, Let's be honest, social media is where our people live and you're representing, you're the voice and the, and the mouthpiece of the church as much as, or maybe even more than the pastor is unless he's on social media. I mean, let's be, let's be frank. We're, they're involved with our daily posts and engagement, and that sets a lot of the tone for who we are as a church. And so if you're out there kind of doing your own thing and the pastor has no idea, man, two, two visions get formed. And two visions is division, and you do not want that.
1: Oh snap!
0: (laughs) It's not something you want.
1: Oh snap! No one wants division.
0: Division, like a two-headed monster. Yeah. Well, let um, I want to tell you a few of the types of trolls. That was kind of fun. Um, at the conference, I had a little little fun with this. Um, I had like nine or eight or nine different types. i Won't go through all of them, but you know, just uh. We started with like the. Do you do you
1: have a different voice for each of them? I uh, do not. <laughs> oh man, I'm
0: I so disappointed. I was, you know, what's funny is like I had a friend of mine who's a designer, who who designed that shirt that I was wearing, and I was gonna it say was super dope, and I was like, it's a Nintendo game looking troll slayer video game from like the 80s, and I was like, it's on sale on my website. You can go buy this. Didn't say a word about it didn't say a word.
1: Oh, you forgot. Forgot
0: completely. I'm up there wearing the shirt. It looks just like my slides. I'm talking about trolls. Everything was there except this dummy didn't even say a word. So you're listening to the podcast, go get that shirt. I was just
1: going to say everyone now knows that that shirt is available.
0: Yeah. And I just actually reduced the price on it a little bit. So now's the time. So go get it. Um, But I talked about like a couple different types, like the confuser. The confuser troll is the one that has the wrong church. You know they, they think they've got a different church they're griping at, and doesn't even have. They're griping at you, and you're like, "Who are you? I don't even know who you are." So that's why you always run them through your database, right? When you when you see something, run them through the database first, and go, "Okay, I don't know who this is." Um, I like
1: the name of this next one. It's probably my favorite.
0: The wondering—that's my
1: second favorite.
0: The wondering grumpus. It's, yes. Uh, <laughs> The wandering grumpus just kind of wanders into your church and like, there's something they didn't like and they're just fine and stuff. It's really not, it's just not for them. And, and I, I call them the wandering grumpus. I didn't really say this in the talk because most of the types, this type of troll, they church hop. You know, they'll be in your church for three months and then they're going to get mad about something and they're going to go somewhere else. And then they get mad at three months there and they get mad about something and then they go somewhere else. It's just they wander yeah. around, they're grumpy always something to gripe about and so that's the time that's the wondering grumpus and then the atypical gripe this is the one that like has a problem and it actually is legit you know and, and it's like something but it's not typical it's atypical and so you're like huh that was weird and you investigate and find out yeah that really did happen we that failed. really
1: was a problem we, we dropped
0: that. the ball we should go fix it and so you want to there's a certain way to respond to that and go hey well
1: which
0: is that one's hard because you don't want to throw your team under the bus and you respond like Oh no, we're so sorry. We sucked, you know? And the whole connections team who failed is like,
1: dude, what the heck? We look so dumb
0: now. Yeah. Well, it's like when a, or like when you, it's like when your tech team makes a mistake on a on a slide and the pastor's like, Oh, that's wrong. You know, it's like, we know, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for pointing out our mistake. You know, it's kind of <laughs> making, thank you. thank you. But, uh, the verbal rager is the most popular one. And a funny story about this one, this is one that's just mad. It just wants to hurt. And just comes in and cusses or calls your pastor a you know a liar and says you're a cult, this kind of thing you know these are these are they're angry they're just angry mm,
1: for no but, for apparently no reason
0: yeah, and it's just like okay what's what's your deal and and this one i i had a always had a response set up, and I used a fake name, and for this one I used the name Karen. And it's like, hey, Karen. not knowing, not knowing that was a meme. I did not know that, and I hate to hate to have to admit that. But everyone laughed, and I was like, why is everybody laughing at the name? Like, I totally didn't even get it. I was like, I was definitely the dork on stage. But uh Karen's turns out, a funny
1: name, what the heck?
0: I know, and then I was like, I guess I just. Mm-mm. I don't know, miraculously hit on some internet meme thing that was funny.
1: I can't believe you did not know about Karen. No, I didn't know.
0: I did not. But the verbal rager is dangerous. They, uh, if you ignore them, they bring back friends. If you delete them, they bring back friends. You know, they're just, they'll pile on and make things really rough for you. You'll probably end up having to delete or ban that person, but you want to go through some steps first. Yeah.
1: You need to clarify that that's who that is. Which we should, we should talk about at the end, discerning the difference between a person seeking restoration and a person seeking an argument.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple, like the next one, the trapster is really just looking for an argument. He's called the trapster. I I, love that name. I, 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 I subtitled him the seminary student and everybody laughed at that one. They thought that was funny. The, the seminary student sits in your, in your audience and is like fact checking you, you know, and, but they're the ones, and I make that joke. I'm a seminary student. So um, this one will come onto your page or whatever and go, Hey, I have a quick question about what your church. I use the example. This actually happened. A church, uh, someone responded to, to us at one, t- one time, not us, but a church I was at. I um, would like to know what your thoughts are on dinosaurs. Were they on the ark? And uh, what is your dino th- dinosaur theology? <laughs> that
1: was a real question. <laughs> a real
0: you know? question. Real question. Theology of oh, dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, and they were like, "We believe they were on the ark." Do you? You know, and I was like, "I have no idea." how to really start answering that, or if I should, or like...
1: like and how this is going to affect your relationship what does this with have, Jesus and yeah, our church. Yeah, like, what
0: does that have to do with it? It's just kind of a crazy out there story uh, or question.
1: Has um, our church put on their belief page what they believe about dinosaurs?
0: Right, no, and and we wouldn't, like, right? of
1: <laughs> so, all, right, of all the beliefs to lay out there, we,
0: right? In our, I'm sure at our church, if we had to, the line would read, about dinosaurs, we believe they existed because we have the bones. Next question. You know, it's like, that's all we can really do. So anyway, uh, the trapster just wants to debate. Because that first question is often a, uh, a lead-in to something else, and they want to just argue with you. Um, these are the ones that are like, you know, they'll ask you difficult theology questions. And, you know, sometimes it's not really good to do online because you can't, like you said, no body language no communication tools to really convey the truth the way you want to
1: yeah there are a lot of questions like that that mm-hmm. are i think should not be answered online right just because sometimes there's no one answer yeah Um, like if you think about how many times paul answered the same question different ways mm-hmm. because it depends on the situation the circumstance the person Sometimes you just can't answer those in a one-sitting thing. You have to understand what they're com- where they're coming from and what they're looking for. Because sometimes yeah. the question that they're asking is not actually the answer they're looking for.
0: Right.
1: And you and, have to think about that and take it offline to kind of kind of dig through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what that's is this?
0: that. That's a coffee, not a comment. Um, I, I would say just get them to coffee. Oh,
1: that's a good that's a good little thing. Coffee versus comment.
0: Oh yeah, that is good. Yeah.
1: Coffee or
0: comment. It's a coffee it's a coffee, not a comment. Um yeah. the other the next one I really liked it was the troll in law. And these are the backhanded comments that start really good and then end up dissing you somehow. You know, like I really loved it. It was really great. Everyone was friendly, the band was really loud, but I liked it. You know, it's like you didn't have to say that, you know, it was like okay, thanks. They're they're like these little nitpicky things you're like, should That's I respond? Like should the I compliment
1: not. sandwich. Yeah.
0: Only the reverse compliment sandwich the
1: reverse compliment sandwich,
0: yeah. <laughs> um which I think Burger King probably makes. it's like meat and then bread and then meat. <laughs> I'd eat that that Ew. sounds good
1: that's so gross no <laughs> that is so gross,
0: oh, that image will never leave your head now all right there was the robo troll which are just like bots and stuff and then the hover troll which is kind of like just waiting around with all their great ideas that are really terrible ideas and they don't know where to put them um you know and that's uh that was fun to to talk about as well because we all we've all experienced that like hey how can we pray for you and the first comment is can we play ocean sometimes next sunday or you know like that's not all right Good idea. You know, Good, cool. Thanks. thanks. Cool. Nothing to do with it. Um, the sniper was one. I also nicknamed that the eighth grader because they are incredibly accurate about how they're <laughs> criticizing you.
1: <laughs> and it hurts. Oh, uh-huh. man.
0: oh man, there's a great John Mulaney bit in one of his stand up deals where he he talks I about love John how he's he's walking across, down the street in New York and he sees eighth graders and he'll cross over. And they're like, ha-ha, there he goes with his feminine hips. He's like, no, that's what I'm sensitive about. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. But the sniper troll is kind of like that. It's like uh, if you have a mistake or a misspelling or a grammar error or something's off, they will be the first to tell you about it. it. Yeah, and they'll comment and punk you out. And that's when you just kind of got to message them and say, hey, I appreciate you pointing that stuff out. Could you message me instead of publicly embarrassing our church, you know, by pointing everything out we do wrong? That'd be really cool if you didn't do that. And then last, I talked about the IRL troll, which is the in real life troll, the one that you know comes to your lobby. We seem to generally know what to do with that person. And I try to make the connection that you know how we treat that troll is really the attitude with which we have to treat the other ones. You know, and and for some reason there's a disconnect between treating someone in real life one way and then treating people online different way because we're behind. The anonymity, anonymity wall. Yeah. The anonymity is. wall. Anonymity wall.
1: Not to be confused with an an anemone.
0: Right. In we are sea. not
1: behind a sea anemone wall. In the
0: sea, exactly. Not
1: that one. Yeah. But anonymity. Yeah. No, that's very true. Um. So how? So one of the things that you talked about that I really loved was how you slay trolls.
0: hmm With a sword, which is really awesome because I love like, swords
1: like the disciple that cut the ear
0: off yes violently um yeah <laughs> you know, like the the sword of the spirit we slay trolls oh, with the sword, sword of the spirit
1: <laughs> oh.
0: and what is the fruit of that spirit megan
1: uh wrath
0: anger and rage in destruction, anger, right? right? That's the spirit of God. No, it's it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Those things that we find in Galatians, yeah. where um, we say this is what a Christian looks like when they're living out their life in the way that pleases the Lord. Right? Uh, it's yeah. the fruit of the Spirit living in you, living through you, and living out it, God's will in you. And um, that applies to online. That applies to social media. It applies to when we get a rough email and. It applies to when someone yells at you in your lobby. It's the same. The
1: thing that I keep, that I'm reminded of, that I keep thinking about is, again, like going back to the importance of our role Mm -hmm. and the healthier we are as people, the closer we are to Jesus and the more work we've done to heal and restore ourselves, the easier it will be for us to heal and restore other people. Like all of this all of this dealing with trolls is really just how to handle conflict well. Mm-hmm. If we treat them like a person in real life, like a real life relationship, we need to understand how to handle relationships well. And that requires for right. us to be healthy and that require require requires us to be good disciples of Jesus. Yeah. And so we need to do that first so that when people come to us with difficult questions or negative comments, for us to be able to put ourselves outside of it and like remove ourselves from the emergency that, that they seem to be having. Yeah. And see it as a holistic picture and a holistic person that needs hope and healing and Jesus. Then we can positively address it every time. Yep. But we need to be healthy first.
0: Yeah. It, it's uh, something my I think my grandfather used to say. Um. I never actually heard him say it. Somebody told me he said it all the time, and I was like, "That's brilliant." I wish he'd said it to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's uh. He said, you can't pour from an empty glass mm. and it's like, you have to fill up yourself daily. You have to fill yourself up with the things of the Lord, of God to yeah. be able to pour those things out for other people. Yeah. And it's like, if it's not in you, it's not going to come out of you. It's not going yeah. to, you know, it's like Jesus said, it's like, when you draw a well, water from a well, whatever's down in the well is what will come up in the bucket. Right. Yes. So it's, it's, it's if you in, in the, uh, and then he talked about words and things like that. But the, from the,
1: out of the heart, the mouth speaks.
0: Right. From out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so he, he's making the point that down in the well of your soul is the heart, and whatever's in there is what's going to come out when you speak. Well, nowadays, yeah. it's whatever you type. It's like you, you speak through your. From f- out
1: of the heart, the fingers the, move. The fingers,
0: <laughs> fingers type. The fingers <laughs> would type from the heart. Uh, it's really an interesting time to be alive, Megan. Interesting time. What is time. Uh, Yeah, so I I think that you know when you have trolls, and I would say too, just the last bit of just advice for trolls, don't do it by yourself if you can. I mean, a lot of times we're kind of alone and and we just respond or we just react, and um, and we don't really cons you know consult anybody else. And uh, you know, while you may not like some of the the people you have to consult with and what they might say, you might might not like what they say. um, It will give you perspective on the situation because i don't know how many times i've read a comment that somebody said to me in a message or whatever to my wife and she said well maybe they're dealing with this and i was like oh man maybe they are maybe they did mean it that way i just wasn't hearing it that way you know it's like i just a I, great ne- point. I never would have saw that and so maybe it, it will help you identify it'll help you to respond well and you know it's maybe maybe it's not something you you, you hit up your senior pastor with all the time uh, unless it's like a nuclear kind of thing that you need them but um your boss your executive pastor whoever is over you as a communication leader um you know get them involved let them let them know yeah. talk to others yeah. Get their and, input. yeah and and going into the facebook groups and asking for help with this seems like a good thing to do i'm actually going to say don't do that because there's so many people giving bad advice there. Ask yeah. people in a private. Hey, message me. I'll help you. You get me. A, yeah. you know, hit me up. I'll, I'll type something out for you. Um, yeah, Megan, you do that. I mean, we will help you. But get people yeah. who are like, don't just ask in general because everybody's gonna go. I'll oh, just forget about it. You know, whatever. They're gonna give you bad advice. Ask people we that just you trust.
1: Say to when you when if and when you do ban hide or delete a comment. Yeah. What that communicates. Is that you're shady at best? Mm -hmm. That you don't care, and that you have something to hide. Yeah. Like everything you do and don't do communicates. Yes. So hiding, deleting, ignoring, all of those communicate negatively to everybody that's seen it. And like that really, really like breaks me when people say to do that because if somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, I'm having a problem, having a problem," and you just turned around and looked the other way like that's going to feel really yucky. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. Don't be yeah. weird.
0: But one thing we didn't talk about at the conference and here really yet is when you do actually have to delete and ban how to do that. Um, yes. And, and again, I think it's, you know, I'll just give you this really quick. Here's, here's my thoughts on this, but, um, I think it depends on the situation. Like if you've got somebody that's hostile, You may not be able to do all this, but if it's somebody who's peaceful, somebody no, somebody that's just gotta annoy. It's kind of just annoying troll rather than a really angry, dangerous troll. um, You know, you might say I have to delete or ban this person, um, the angry person or whatever. And so, if they you say let's go to private message, and then they comment again, and you're feeling gracious, and you comment one more time and go, hey, we we really like to talk to you about this on private message, but any further comments here are gonna be hidden yeah. or deleted. Um I would say let them know you're gonna do it. Um you know it's it's almost like it's a funny scene. There ever seen Major Pain? This is a movie Major Pain.
1: Yes with
0: Damon Wayne to
1: take your mind off that pain.
0: Yeah it's like the, he was fighting uh it was Bam Bam Bigelow, a wrestler who came in and they hired to come beat him up and he oh, told him Major he was gonna pain put Pain is
1: one of my favorite childhood movies. And so
0: it's like Major Pain goes I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my right foot and put it across the side of your face. And then he gets in this fight. He doesn't do that at all. And 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 bam, bam, Bigelow, the guy is on the ground. He goes, "You said you're gonna kick me in the face." And he goes, "You call me a liar." And then he kicked him across the face. <laughs> and it's kind of like he told him what he was gonna do, you know. But he, he and he finally did it. But uh, that's a kind of extreme uh, example. Yeah. But that's what Let's I thought of. Let's
1: not do that. We are not condoning. Don't kick
0: anybody. But that's what I thought of. I thought that was funny. But but like, I would say still tell the troll that you're going to do this. Like, yeah. and everyone knows like, oh, hey, because here's the deal. You have a right as a church, as an organization, as a person to decide what you're going to tolerate and how people yep. are going to talk to you. That's okay. Yep. You know, it's like, if you don't respect yourself, nobody's going to respect you, you know, in a way. So... If you tell this troll like, "Hey, we're not going to do this anymore. If you want to talk, we're happy to talk to you over here. This is our page. We are in control. We're going to decide how this goes." Right? Yeah. We're trying to help you, but we're not going to let you just burn the place down, right? Yeah. So, let them know, and I think if you can, and if you can't, and you just get out of control, and you just have to ban um comment, I would say comment, "Hey, we're going to have to ban or or we have to delete some of these because this violates our what our rules or whatever." Uh, if you want to say that, and then just delete and ban that person and don't let them respond. And that way everyone knows that what you did and that you are like, we're done. And, and that person has, is not going to be able to respond anymore. There's, and so,
1: a, um, there's a verse in Proverbs that says fools find no pleasure and understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Yeah, that's a good. So, one. I love that one because mm-hmm. when you get in an argument with a person who all they want to do is air their opinions, they don't they're not actually seeking understanding. Yeah. You don't have to engage in that. Right. I don't have to engage with you if you're not seeking understanding because this is a foolish argument. Exactly. And we are not required to have foolish arguments.
0: Mm-hmm. Like and and man, there's there's so much to that. I mean y- You've got people who just want to be heard and you validated them. You validated their emotions. You heard their initial issue. You gave them an avenue to come and have this problem fixed. You were giving them time. You're, you're one-on-one. You even offered to have coffee and they still want to go anger, anger, anger right here on your page. No, we're not doing that. You know, yeah. that's, that's when you just go, sorry, man, we'd love to help you, but you clearly don't want help. You just want to hurt yeah. us and we're not going to let yep. you do that.
1: And, but keep the like keep the door open
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're always here if you do want to yeah I'd say if you, gap, reconcile it's
0: like we're gonna ban you from the page or we're gonna we're gonna delete these comments i'd say do that first before you ban someone from a page and to kind of let them have a, a warning um and say we're going to delete these comments and if you'd like to talk about it further hit us up in private message um but any further like bashing or things like this could result in the banning of you, you being banned from the page
1: that's called healthy boundaries
0: yeah healthy boundaries. And that's
1: called protecting your sheep protecting mm-hmm. your church yeah like we didn't we are not we do not have to subject everyone to wolves coming in here looking to devour
0: yeah and if you don't feel comfortable putting that in a comment then do the 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 thing i said earlier like say hey we sent you a private message to try to figure this out and then send them a message that says that hey private message buddy we're we're trying to help you out but you're not you're not paying attention so next time you do something like that we're gonna you know or whatever.
1: And I would say and, this is also like a very rare situation. Like, there are probably going to be very, yeah. very few people or pages that you're going to have to do this with. Yeah. Like, most people are going to air a negative opinion and then leave it. Or maybe three months later, air another one and then, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. move on or move forward. There are going to be very few people who are just looking to pick a fight and right. don't go away. Yeah. Once I've, had, a
0: while. I've only had one person actually reach out by via private message when I gave them that option, and most of the other ones, when I've responded, they never responded back. Yeah. You, know, you know, I never heard yeah. them. But I put the ball yeah. in the court. And I gave them an option. Yeah. But they kind of like I said my piece. You heard me. I see that you heard me. That's fine. You know, a lot of people just kind of move on. And yeah. now, if you're at a church like Lakewood, probably going to deal with that a lot. You know, there's you, you have a celebrity pastor who says things that you know, well, let's just stop there. You have a celebrity pastor who says things. Exactly. There's going to yeah. be anything he says. There's going to be somebody out there that thinks he's an idiot and hates him, you know, whatever.
1: A celebrity pastor who uses words.
0: <laughs> yeah. If if, you're, if you've are if you got a global audience, you know, you're out there in front of people, um, you're probably going to deal with this a lot more. But if you're a yeah. typical church, I mean, the average size of the church in America is like 100, 150, somewhere in there yeah it's it's yep. probably 200. not Less gonna than be a, 200 you're more likely to deal with the more annoying type trolls like the like the uh like the good idea the trapster the, you know the those kinds than the angry one mm-hmm. most of the time if you're a smaller church which most of us are um then the ones who are angry they know how to get a hold of you and they're not gonna do it on social they're gonna email you or something like that sure there's a general email or something they'll they'll fire it out so well this has been really good i i i feel like um you know, I enjoy talking about this. I could talk about this forever because it's so near, dear to my heart. Um, I spent some years as a pastor and, you know, that it's just loving people where they are, no matter where you are is um, is kind of the name of the game. Um, so any parting thoughts, anything you wanted to add to that before we get out of here?
1: No, I mean, I think we covered a lot of really great things. Um, uh just the big stuff that was standing out to me was not hiding and deleting stuff that we shouldn't be hiding and deleting, mm-hmm. taking care of people, loving them. Yeah. And, and viewing these negative comments as an opportunity to show what the church looks like, which yeah. is hope and compassion. Yeah. That's what we should be known for. Absolutely. it's a great opportunity to, to exhibit that.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you being with us today. Had a great time talking with you. Uh, Get the show notes for this and below on YouTube or go to sethmuse.com slash 104 and uh, get some of these links that we talked about, put that book in there and other things. So thanks for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. See you, everybody.